Hey everyone, it's Simon here. And on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast. And we're doing something a little bit different this week. We had our first ever in-person service on Sunday, and it was off the charts amazing. Massive shout out to everyone who came out to join us. It was a really, really great time. Check out our Facebook and Instagram for photos and stuff like that. Our next one is coming up in March, so make sure you check our website. But instead of trying to record the podcast in an echoey room with kids everywhere and all the other complexities of running our first in-person service, we thought we would keep it simple. So basically, I'm going to share with you the sermon from Sunday, but in this more intimate setting with low resonant vocals. And maybe you might even get some extra additional points that I didn't think of when I was sharing in front of our church on Sunday. So it could be a bit of a bonus version of this. But we want to take some time in our first in-person service to share about our church. And we don't always want to just talk about our church and us, you know, because we want to be a church and, and we want to be pastors who teach on living for Jesus at home, at work, all these kinds of places. But being our first in-person service and many families visiting, many families checking us out. Maybe you're even checking out our podcast right now, wanting to know what happened. Uh, we know that there are decisions being made, and whether it's your first time with us or whether you've been part of every moment over the months and months, uh, we want to just enjoy every part of the journey. And I know that things move at the speed of trust, and we want to be able to share with you our heart and what we're envisioning and dreaming with this vibrant and amazing community. And I believe God is building His church to be vibrant and alive in our community, and I want to be part of it. Uh, There's lots of churches in the MacArthur region, and they're all alive and vibrant in their own unique ways, but I'm so grateful that God has brought us here to be part of Everyone Church. And Maria and I began dreaming of pastoring a church many years ago, but it really started in late 2018 into 2019, and I was just about to speak to our pastors, Pastor Jack and Carol Haynes, about it um, around the birth of our second child in early 2020, and the pandemic hit. So we decided to just wait, put that that conversation on the shelf for a bit. You know, my wife and I were the young adult pastors at the time. Uh, also, I was the creative and worship pastor at the church we were in, and we just thought it'd be wise to wait Uh, while we were in such an unprecedented season with that pandemic that is still kind of lingering and hanging around. Uh, But as we got to the end of 2020 and things started to settle in a little bit more and stabilize, uh, we thought if we delayed this, uh, this dream any longer, we'd start to veer into disobedience to what God was calling us to do. Because, you know, delaying something isn't always disobedience. uh, And God timing is important. But if you just delay something forever, you become like a Jonah and you're just <laughs> constant delaying, 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 turns into disobedience after a while. So we spoke to our pastors, Pastor Jack and Carol, about three things that we had journaled down and really kind of sought clarity on before the Lord over the last uh, number of years. And these three things were this. Number one is that we sensed that God was calling us to pioneer a new church, uh, not a campus or a location, not that that's a bad thing inherently, but that's just not what we sensed the Lord was calling us to do. Number two, we sensed a calling to 
this area south of the airport, the Australian Christian churches have been talking about growth corridors, which you might live in the area and you might think that's not a growth corridor. Well, there is a huge development of, of what they're calling the third CBD in Sydney, outside of Sydney and Parramatta. This little thing called Bradfield and they're building train stations in Orham Park and they're doing this and that. So in 10 years from now, that whole area is going to look incredibly different, especially as the airport uh, begins to get established. So we really sense the calling to that area. Uh, we wanted to put our hand up to say, hey, we want to be part of planting a church in these growth corridors. And the third thing is we wanted it to happen, we wanted it to happen through our pastors. Uh, we didn't want to just leave our church. We wanted to be sent if we could. And we didn't even have to worry about that too much because our pastor, Jack, he found me, he offered his full support. Uh, they're covering my wage for a number of years. And we're really in this season of being able to save money as a church and and get ourselves established with full support and covering from our pastors, which is fantastic. You know, Pastor Jack is on our church board, along with Pastor Rob DeMartin, who's the business manager at Imaginations Church. So it's great to have that sense of partnership. But this inner burden and desire to pioneer a church uh, has become clearer and clearer over time. And we didn't want to come into this with preconceived strategies and agendas. We aren't here to build a legacy or a corporate empire, like just to further our ministry portfolio. No, we w- we we just wanted to pastor a good, healthy local church that loves Jesus and is a greenhouse for health and growth, spiritually, relationally, emotionally, in our marriages, our workplaces, with our kids. A church that is built to serve God and people, not a church that thinks God and people serve it. Uh, we want to be pastors that serve God and people, not pastors who think that God and people serve us and our dreams and our desires. And it might seem overly ordinary and simplistic, but we're not here to build a mega church. We're we're here to build whatever church God wants us to for as long as He wants us to. And it might sound like a bit of of a pipe dream to some of you. Maybe you've been part of organizations or churches in the past where you felt. processed or pushed and prodded or used as a strategic piece for a, you know, quote unquote vision. But we we don't want to be a machine. We want to be a church. We want to just be a good local church. And this is what we're dreaming and praying and studying to figure out with the help of lots of people and the help of uh, wisdom around us and, 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 and just looking to God and his word. And we believe that God is drawing people to us with a similar burden and desire. And that is really a great confirmation for us that we're on the right path um, for people who have a desire for God and for genuine community. And it is amazing to see. And we're dreaming of a church that is founded on biblical community, biblical teaching, and biblical focus on mission and pleasing God. And we believe it has already started to happen, even despite lockdowns and restrictions and all that kind of stuff. And we shared about our values in the first uh, month of our online services last year. And they were really like, uh, and they are an attempt to articulate and give wheels to that dream. And our values, if you haven't heard them, are we follow Jesus, we lean into faith friendships, we engage in discipleship, and we live mission-minded. And you can catch all of those on our YouTube channel and our podcast. It's the first four uh, episodes or videos. And uh, you can check that out. But so today... Let's turn to John chapter 15, verse 1 to 5 in the New Living Translation. It says this. It's Jesus speaking. 
I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing, Jesus says. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, why did Jesus liken himself to a grapevine? And that is a big theological question in some ways. Like, uh, there are some ties to this allegory, to this metaphor. And the Old Testament is filled with references to Israel, God's chosen people being a vine or vineyard. And Jesus says in verse 1, he is the true vine. So he is emphasizing here that he is the reality of what God had been promising all along. And in many ways, this chosen people of Israel are like a foreshadowing of what Jesus would fully accomplish. And in verse 1, he also says that his father is the gardener. So the picture we have here is the father, God the father being the gardener, Jesus is the true vine, and we are the branches. So our role is to remain in the vine and produce fruit. In fact, Jesus says it is impossible to produce fruit without being connected to him. So that you want to be a good dad, you want to be a good mom, you want to be a loving parent who loves and parents with the fruits of the Spirit in your life. Uh, Jesus is saying it's impossible to produce those things without being connected to him because the Christian lifestyle is meant to be Christ-centric and Christ-connected and Christ-fueled and Christ-nurtured, sustained by the very life that Jesus brings into us. So we must remain in him, in his word, with him in prayer, trusting him, building our lives on him. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus says. So we can see a lot of reasons why Jesus used this metaphor, this allegory. Another reason is that, you know, when he introduced communion, uh, his blood was the wine, which is produced from grapes. And, you know, that when the uh, Israelites spied out the promised land in the Old Testament, they brought back a massive wad of grapes. So there's this connection theologically, culturally to the grapevine. Uh, so there's lots of reasons. But, I, but something else I've been thinking about is the agility of the vine. Now, I'm not trying to put something in Scripture that isn't necessarily there, but I find it interesting that he uses the the picture of a vine branch to describe us. Because vines can grow on pretty much anything. They attach themselves to the environment they are placed in, whether it, that's a trellis, a fence, like my neighbors behind us have a have a vine that not only grows over the fence, it grows through the fence. Any little crack in our timber fence, that vine gets through there. The branches get fat. They start to separate the fence palings. It's, it, it's crazy. And I'd be really happy if it grew something really nice, but it's some sort of weird long melon that's just gross, right? But the thing is, is this, this picture of the people of God being like a vine. I love that picture. It's like because it's flexible, it's adaptable, mobile, agile, and it and isn't that just a contrast to much of what we see in the expression of the people of God, the, the church today. The church isn't meant to be a stick in the mud. It's supposed to be dynamic, alive, sustained by Christ Himself. You know, some people view the church to be a little bit like a statue. 
like a, 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 a statue, like immovable, inflexible, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's solid. It, it's, it's reliable, but it's maybe stubborn. It just, it, it's set in its ways and that's it. Or some people view the church on the other extreme. It's like they're one of those wacky flailing inflatable tube guys. You know, you see them at the car dealerships. They're just flapping around. You know, they're insane, unpredictable, all over the place, erratic. But I, I love the image of the vine. Alive, growing, vibrant, fruit-producing, life-giving. The, the church has grown and flourished in communist China, in persecuted states, underground, in secret where it had to be. The church has grown in the midst of life-threatening danger, cultural confusion, wars. It has grown because it's not about the building. It's about God and people. The church is dynamic and alive because it's God and its people are dynamic and alive themselves. And I can't think of a more fitting time for the church to be flexible and agile in how it functions than during a pandemic. Now, to be clear, uh, there are some things that we should never be flexible on, like God's Word, core doctrines, Christ's headship, the Holy Spirit, love, grace, and truth. Uh, there is a firm foundation here, but how that plays out, how that kind of looks day to day, how that is expressed should be flexible, right? Like, I don't want to just be part of a church that's just a stick in the mud. Oh, this is the way we've always done things. This is the way we've always set up the chairs. Oh, this is where I've always sat. These are the songs we've always sung. Oh, that doesn't suit my particular taste. No, no, no. Let's keep the main things the main things, and they are Jesus and people who, who God is passionate about. But let's be ready to move, to adjust, to be teachable, to be ready to do what God wants us to do in our lives, in our families, in our church. And this is something Maria and I are believing is going to be a characteristic of Everyone Church. I believe that Everyone Church is going to be an agile church. That's particularly true while we gear up to launch a church one day in the near future. We're a church plant. We're going to need to be flexible. I mean, we don't even know where we're going to meet for church just yet. Uh, and there are a few unknowns here, but I believe sure foundations are here and being formed. Culture is being built. Community is being knitted together. And Maria and I are right in the middle of it. Uh, we are not just these pastors that are overseeing and not knitted in the community. No, we're in amongst it. Us, our family, we are here. We are a part of this. Not just overseeing from a distance, but part of of it. And if we can keep the main things, the main things, if we can remain in Jesus, if we can keep our focus on God and his purposes in the earth, on people, on loving others, then I believe we will grow like that vine. So Maria and I would like to ask three things of you and your family if you're joining with us on this journey. Number one is stay close to Jesus Remain in me, he says. You may want to read John 15 for yourself and, and just let it kind of soak into your soul, you know? Uh, like, I can't make you love Jesus. You know, we can't pastor you and force you to love Jesus. You have to pursue him. And so you have to make that decision that you want to stay close to him. Jesus said, remain in me. Number two is that you would stay engaged with what is happening. You know, an agile church is not an unorganized church. Our heart is not to uh, 
to confuse everyone and keep things crazy and chaotic and all over the place like one of those wacky flailing inflatable tube men that I spoke about before. But we want to stay united and, and, and stay informed on what's going on. So although we may be spontaneous at times, spontaneity isn't just random and messy and all over the place. So stay close to Jesus, stay engaged with what we're doing. And number three, stay open for what God may want to do. I'm excited about the possibilities of our future and maybe God may just want to do something in this group of people, in this church, that no one else was considering or willing to do. So we have a unique opportunity before us. So stay close to Jesus, stay engaged with what we're doing, and stay open to what God would want to do. And I'm just going to close with a quote from Wendell Berry, who's an American author and poet. And although this isn't scripture, I just love this quote. It's really thought-provoking. He says this, As I have read the Gospels over the years, the belief has grown in me that Christ did not come to found an organized religion, but came instead to found an unorganized one. He seems to have come to carry religion out of the temples into the fields and the sheep pastures, onto the roadsides and the banks of the rivers, into the houses of sinners and publicans, into the town and the wilderness, towards the membership of all that is here. Well, you can read and see what you think. What an amazing quote, may everyone church be an agile church like that vine, healthy, vibrant, and ready to grow where it needs to grow. Amen. So would you join with us? Pray with us. You know, if you're listening to the podcast today and you aren't connected with Jesus, we'd love to help you with that. Head to our website and we would love for you to get connected with what we're doing. So, hey, stay in touch. Let's enjoy this journey together. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you for your church. Thank you that we were able to gather on Sunday. How amazing was that? We give you all the praise for it. And I ask that as we go forward as a church plant, that we would just go from strength to strength as we remain in you and stay united together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So thanks for joining us today. Check out our website, stay in touch, and we will see you soon.